and welcome to the UG Men's Rugby Podcast, the biggest and best podcast around. I'm Sam, by the way, and Charlie Hines is with me as we are back again for episode four. How are you being, Charlie? I'm being very well, thank you. Yeah, we had a, a good night at Sports Awards last night. I think you yeah, won a few awards within the club, so it was all good. Um, this week, you know, once again, struggling for motivation. Reunion work got a bit done, but we're doing all right. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. I got my diss. Well, finally, a project hand in Monday, so this is a bit of a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of procrastination, same with Sports Awards last night, but it, yeah, Sports Awards was good for us. I think Tommy winning, support staff member of the year, I think his award technically was called, and also winning the charity award for all the stuff we do at Tash Bash, so it's nice to see um, the boys being recognised for their achievements. Indeed, definitely, and also getting the fundraising award last night is obviously a very good thing for the club as we do put lots of effort into Tash Bash and everything else so it's nice that everyone's seems to have recognized the efforts we've put into that. Yeah it's always nice, it's nice to see Harry Wellington getting himself an award obviously Harry does swimming and water polo as well as rugby so it's nice to see him get an award for his swimming and our second guest of the podcast today is an award with one of the award winners from last night, so we'll introduce them a little bit later on. But now it's time for our first guest. So here he is, our first guest on episode four of the UOG Men's Rugby podcast. It's our fresher, Cam. So, Cam, how are you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you, too? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Obviously, we had sports awards last night, it's obviously not the same as being there but how did you enjoy your first virtual sports awards it was good it, it was good to see kind of all the clubs that you might not like get contact with being like playing rugby union and i think it's just good to see us all like come together and just congratulations to everyone that got an award last night yeah obviously it's your first year at uog so what's it been like joining the rugby club it's good i couldn't really have asked for a better year as a first year um I think coming in, I was a little bit intimidated at the size of the club because I come from like a small area and like a small club. But once I worked my way in, it was good and it was good to like get involved with everything. Really enjoyed it. And obviously, you started out in the thirteen, but you made a bit of a rise towards the end of the year. So, what was that like for you? Uh, it was interesting because I didn't really like have an aim for it. I just really wanted to come and enjoy my rugby at the start. And then, like as I started to progress a little bit, I just wanted to get better and better. And it just kind of happened that I just try to enjoy my rugby. So the more I can play, the better it is, really. What do you think training's been like this year under Downsy and Smithy, our, our coaches? Uh, intense like, for me, because I haven't really been subjected to that kind of training before. Kind of just go, go, go. If, like, at home, it's more of a relaxed environment. Whereas here, it's just get better, get better, get better, improve, improve, improve. But I feel like it's helped me a lot. Have you been doing much um, fitness and kind of training during summer, waiting for that pre-season next year, which I'm sure will be very intense? <laughs> not, not as much as I probably should, but I've, I've done a little bit here and there, just trying to stay active. Well, I'm struggling with just stay active, so you're doing better than me. <laughs> Obviously, um, being at uni is not just about on the pitch, so tell us a little bit about stuff you're doing off the pitch, you're like, actual work-wise uh yeah my course this year has been like at the, at the start it was a little bit tough just like the workload coming from a long break from college 
it was it kind of hit me it hit me like really quickly and I had to like catch up a little bit and even now being away from uni and the work's a little bit the motivation's a little bit low but I feel like it's gone all right to be honest so what do you think's been like some of the best things about joining the club this year I think it's just like the whole environment or like and the attitude of everyone just regardless of what team you're playing and regardless of what you're doing there's always people there for you and throughout the teams ones twos and threes you got mates in all of them you can always talk to them and always go to them whether it's something to do with rugby or with uh like outside of rugby it's just kind of really good to see and um, also like obviously the boys have been staying connected recently on zoom so how important do you think these calls are to, like the morale and motivation of the team yeah it's just really important isn't it? because we can't really do much else at the moment and it was kind of a lackluster end to the end to the year because we didn't have varsity, we didn't have like that big event that we were all really excited for and worked towards. So it's kind of good to stay in in, in touch now, and then hopefully we can like rebound next year and push on. What are some of your best memories from this year, your first year? Oh, uh, Tash Bash has got to be on. Everyone was saying how good that is, and you get that aura when it's coming up. That was a really good event. Um, I think. Playing for the first at home and winning was something special, kind of like the first game and, you know, I hadn't won all year and then it got to that and then kind of that was special, just something I won't, re- I won't really forget. I'm disappointed you didn't say playing for the threes because that is the highlight of anyone's rugby at the, UG, the, the Southampton game. The Southampton <laughs> game was very special when everyone was there cheering. That's, that's up there as well. Yeah, I did. We, I think all three of us played in that yeah. game, so that was, that was probably one of the best games I've had this year. And obviously, Going into your second year next year, Cam, how are you going to look to push on, like, both on and off the pitch? I think just carry on trying to enjoy playing, to be honest. That's kind of that's kind of the key to me, just motivation and confidence to keep going. Um, I'll, wherever it takes me, I'll play. It doesn't really matter. Maybe some work off the field as well. I don't think I push myself as much as I could have away from training. So maybe that's something I can look to do next year and hopefully it can make me a better player. What advice would you give to some of next year's freshers? Just get involved, really. I mean, it, it can be a little bit intimidating. Some of the, like you hit some of the things you hear from outside the club. Like, so, like when you first come in from other clubs, like the socials, the games, what it's like. But if you just if you throw yourself in and make your own opinions, I think that's kind of the best thing. And yeah, just get involved. Don't like take other people's word for it. Um, you mentioned that you're throwing yourself into it, especially with the social side. How important do you think it is that you kind of get involved, especially within the social side of the club and get to know everyone? Yeah, it's really important because I think it can help you in rugby as well as our rugby because if you're like really good mates with someone like outside of rugby, if you have a little like argument on the field, you can always rectify it and it can always help you. Like, it always helps. You can always talk to them afterwards. And it just kind of it boosts morale of the entire club, and it's really something that I think fuels us. Finally, um, out of all the captains you've played under this year, which has been your favourite to play with and why? Oh. Remember the Southampton game, you know? Yeah, great captaincy there. He's using it. I, I, it's got to be. It's got to be Matty in the last game because he was just like he was trying. He was trying to control himself and control everyone, and then the last. Last 15, 10 minutes, he just lost it and just kind of like, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> just, just enjoy yourself however you do it. And that's kind of right up, right up my alley. Lost his little head, didn't he? Poor guy. <laughs>
So, Cam, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, it's been great to speak to one of our freshers, the first freshers we've had on the podcast, just to hear about his views and everything involved with the club. So, cheers for that, Cam. No worries. Thanks for having me, So, thanks a lot, Cam, for joining us. It's great to have one of our freshers on. But obviously, last night was Sports Awards, and we mentioned earlier that our second guest won an award last night. So, we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the awards. Obviously, congratulations to Table Tennis for winning Marketing Club, um, Lacrosse for winning Most Improved Club, and Badminton for winning Team of the Year. So, I think it's great how these so called littler clubs are doing really well, doing like putting in good performances constantly and it shows in their awards at the end of the year. Indeed, yeah. And especially kind of the, the range of sports that are being recognised is good for the uni as well. And yeah, congratulations to everyone that picked up an award and you saw the amount of kind of talent there is within the uni when they awarded all the colours, the full and half colours, which a few of our boys got, which is good. And so, yeah, yeah. it's been quite a solid year, I'd say, for the uni. Yeah, and it's also good to see like the individuals getting recognised as well. So our own Harry Wellington winning an award for sport and excellence, um, Ben Treble from Trampoline and winning performance of the year, which is quite big for an individual to win performance of the year when there's been so much good stuff. So fair play to those two as well. And obviously Lizzie Thacker um, winning sports personality of the year. Obviously I myself was nominated along with Sean McFarlane, and Georgie and Jordan Fowler for that. But I don't think any of us could argue that Lizzie wasn't well-deserving of the award, the amount of stuff he does, not just for netball, but for um, the other clubs, such as women's football, women's rugby, getting involved constantly and getting involved with loads of charity work as well. Indeed, yeah. Great contribution across the board, really. And obviously, I'm sure you're a bit disappointed that you, you know, didn't win. Yeah. But we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations to Lizzie. She did a cracking job this year. So obviously, there were two final awards towards the end of the night. The Club Captain of the Year, which our CC Tom Oglethorpe got nominated for, but the award went to Jordan Fowler from Men's Football. And I don't think anyone can really argue with that. They've had one of their best years ever, I think, winning the first win in the league, their second team getting promoted, their third team getting to a cup final from nowhere, really. So I think I'm winning the semi-final in extra time, which got a bit of a mention last night by George Berry. But I think he was very deserving of the award. I think they've done so much on and off the pitch this year. And that's all comes down from him, really. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's obviously good for a club to get one team to achieve something, but to get three of their teams to achieve such good things is just very impressive. And mm. yeah, fully deserved for captain of the year, definitely. Especially running five teams as well, with five teams quite successfully, really. And it's like, when you see us occasionally struggling, struggling to put out three teams. Fair play to them for doing, fuck, putting out five, really. And and the final award was Club of the Year, and there were some great clubs nominated for that. But the winner was Dance, someone who have been outstanding both on and off the pitch this year. And on and off the pitch, that's not <laughs> what they do. On and off the stage. <laughs> and we're now joined by their CC, Alicia Morris. Cheers, Dances CC, um, the winners of last night's Club of the Year, Alicia Morris. So, Alicia, thanks a lot for joining us. No problem at all. Starting away from the club, Alicia, we'll talk about something more personal for you, the, the work you've been doing with NHS 111. So how did that kind of start and what was your inspiration for doing that? 
Um, so it's kind of like a job that I've always wanted to do, um, being a call assessor for the emergency services. Um, but it's never really fit in with uni or like my career path or anything. Um, but I worked at a pub and obviously was furloughed um, from that job. Um, and I'm just kind of a person that I can't sit still, I can't have nothing to do. Um, so I applied for loads of like supermarket jobs, but I actually got rejected for a lot of those. Um, and then I applied for the one um, at the 111 call centre on the off chance that I'd get that. Um, and then I was successful. Um, so I did like a two week intense training period, which was normally like three months. Um, and then after the two weeks, I started taking the calls on my own. So it's been, uh, been very fast, but, but I enjoy it. What's it been like working for the NHS one more one stuff in a time where the country's in a little country's obviously in the pandemic and people are struggling to cope with things. Yeah, I mean, it is really like tough. Like we're getting a lot more like mental health calls and stuff like that because obviously there are a lot of like old people that you know have been in in isolation for how long and they haven't seen their family, they haven't seen any friends, anything like that. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are struggling. Um, and again, a lot of people struggling that would normally be able to get to doctor's appointments and have hospital checkups that aren't being able to. Um, so it is it is a really tricky time and it is really eye-opening to, to be on the other end of those calls of the people that are really struggling at the moment. So obviously the reason we've got you on today is because you're dances cc so that's you've been doing this this year so why did you decide to run for club captain um i mean on my first day of um of uni um the girl that helped me move in um was the current cc of dance um and i kind of decided before i started uni i was going to join the team because i've danced for so long and wanted to keep it up alongside um my degree um and as soon as I met her and she was telling me about the club and everything I kind of decided on day one really that in third year that I would run for for club captain um so then after being on committee in my second year as a social sec and the fun class choreographer it really did you know um solidify for me that but that being club captain in my third year was was you know the icing on the cake really obviously on the stage you've had quite a successful year taking home trophies from all the competitions you've been to. So tell me a little bit about those tournaments, kind of how successful they've been. Yeah, so we we attend two competitions a year. Um, normally the third one is varsity, but obviously that um, wasn't able to happen. Um, but we train, um, basically we have six competition teams. Um, and what happens is every week, um, three of those teams practice. So we kind of have like a two-week rotation period so you know you, you kind of only get to practice your dance for 40 minutes every two weeks so we don't have a lot of time really um and then we spend time polishing learn the routines and then um take them to the competitions um but for example like when we went to cardiff there was like um 12 different unis that we were competing against um and a lot of them have like um, a lot more like money than than we have and a lot of them pay for external choreographers whereas we're we do it all ourselves so we have members of the team choreographing our routines and we kind of source all of our costumes um so we did really well to be such you know a small club in comparison to the dance teams at other unis and still come thirds um, and seconds in pretty much all of our all of our routines against you know 12 different unis at some of the competitions so we did really really well this year and you raised a lot of money for charity this year, and the charity was Bloodwise, wasn't it? So can you tell me a little bit about, first of all, that charity and then 
what the fundraise, well, why you do and stuff for that charity, and how successful your fundraiser was as well. Yeah, so we chose to support um, Bloodwise this year as um, one of our dancers, Alex, um, was diagnosed with cancer um, in her first year at uni when she was with, with the team. Um, and she is, you know, on, on the other side of it now. So we really did want to give back to a charity that had supported her through her journey. Um, and yeah, we decided to have two fundraisers this year. Um, we did a quiz in November, which was really successful, which we didn't know if people would come because it was on a Sunday, so it wasn't a typical fundraiser day. Um, but loads of people came and, and we did make £500 from that. Um, and then we had our usual, um, so you think you could dance fundraiser in February. Um, again, um, I wasn't sure how many people were going to come, um, but it was really good and one of our busiest fundraisers I think we've ever had. Um, and again, we managed to make um, another £500 for Bloodwise then. So we, we were able to raise um, £1,000 um, over the past year for Bloodwise, which um, again, for such a small team, um, we did really, really well. I think our boys were robbed that night, not winning the competition, not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you won Club of the Year last night at Sports Awards. So how how does that make you feel to be running the team and winning such a big award, a prestigious award like that? Yeah, I mean, I was I'm very, very, very proud of everyone and we have really worked hard this last year. Um, I think we do, um, we are in a lot of competition with some of, you know, the bigger, more recognised teams because I think it's hard because we don't play on a Wednesday. Um, I think a lot of people do forget about all the stuff that we do behind the scenes but because we've had such good marketing this year um it's been you know easier for us to put out there what we have been doing we do stuff every week um you know we don't just go to two competitions we have a lot of other stuff going on as well um so it was really nice to see that you know other teams have noticed um this year that we really have upped our game from last year and have kind of improved in in every single area that we could so it was really nice and um like really lovely to see that that everyone had kind of um, seen the hard work that that I put in, and, and obviously the the rest of the committee. You, I was about to say um, you mentioned the progress you've made over the past couple of years. Kind of what areas has that do you feel that's been in, and really made the club go forward? Yeah, I think overall, our like our standard of dancers each year is getting like higher and higher. Like this year, we had. Um, like I was a choreographer for two of the routines um, and we had at least 30 or 40 people audition for each style and I was only looking to take between 12 and 16 people um, so it was really hard to put down so I think our actual standards have, have gotten a lot higher. Um, I also think we've worked really hard the last year to build um, the gap between like, our competition members and our social members so those that join the team for the dance and those that join for the social aspect is we've really created a strong bond this year so when it got to fundraisers kind of everyone was involved um and like loads more of our social members came to watch the competition members at um the comps um so i think as a as a team overall we've just become so much stronger this year by kind of merging everyone together and i think it's it's helped that a lot of us know people from other teams as well so we've kind of got the word out about us a bit more this year and we are still a relatively new club i think we're only five years old five or six years old um so in comparison to like you know some of the rugby clubs and that we are still relatively new so for us it is still about building our reputation up and trying to explain to people quite what it is that we do um 
because obviously the teams that do compete every Wednesday, you kind of get a running, you know, they're doing this this week, they've got this game. So we have tried really hard to kind of put out there um, everything that we do so people can get a bit bit of a better understanding of, of the team as a whole. You mentioned the marketing earlier. How important do you think the success of your marketing has been that's done by Erin's done this year to promoting yeah. the club? And how important do you think it is to carry that on for you to carry that on next year? Yeah, I think it's it's been a big factor for us this year. Really, really has helped us um, get out there um, because obviously everyone's been making like little vlogs. So like obviously a lot a lot of people don't understand what happens at dance competitions. Like a lot of people think we just work on one routine and that's it all year. Whereas we have six routines and one comp we had we took seven routines. Um, you know, and for Erin to be able to get out there that you know we don't have a lot of time to rehearse. Um, we just kind of work really hard in a short space of time, produce six routines and, and do really, really well. So she's done a really good job of, of putting out there what happens at competitions, what else we do, our fundraisers. Um, and in terms of carrying it on, um, it is really, really is important because um, marketing is probably one of the most important things for a team because that's that's the way you get, get the word out of what you're doing. Obviously, you mentioned those relationships between clubs. Ourselves at Rugby Union and you have quite a close relationship in terms of Tash Bash. You teach us our dance and you've done it yourself for the last two years and you also dance yourself. So how important do you think those relationships have been to improving the clubs? Yeah, it does make a massive difference. Um because like obviously like you said I've I helped out myself at Tash Bash the last two years um, and it does really like expand the amount of teams that are aware of kind of what we do so it is nice to have the support from from rugby to you know be allowed to come and showcase what we do and uh, and show that you know we don't just stay in a studio we have a lot more to offer than um, than, than just being a team ourselves um, so it is really important to, to get those relationships with different teams um, going um, and to carry through the year, really, because obviously, you know, if we help you out, you guys can help us out. And, you know, the same with lots of other teams it is about supporting each other um, and helping each other out whenever we can. I think that's something if Charles will probably agree with me that we've tried, what I've tried a lot to do is like work hard on our relationships between clubs. And I think between us, it's growing quite a lot. I think that helps with us. We help market you a bit. We promote it on our story. You do the same for us. So I think the clubs are quite close at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. It's just nice to see everyone like supporting each other. And especially with what's going on at the moment, it's nice to know that everyone's still um, still as supportive of each other. And you personally, yourself, you said, you, well, I mentioned you taught the Tash Bash dances the last two years. Um, how much fun have they been to kind of choreograph and see the boys learn it has been really good like we had two very different routines the one we did last year and the one we did this year um and it's it's always really fun to get you guys in the studio and pushing you out of your comfort zones <laughs> um but yeah it's very entertaining it's hard work but we get there in the end <laughs> when you saw Sam's dance moves for the first time did you think raw talent or did you think you know something to work on there I mean, it's questionable, but me and Lauren both said there's there's uh, potential. So. <laughs> I'll take that potential. Maybe I'll go for um, three years dancing in a row this year. You should. <laughs> so thanks a lot for joining us, Alicia, today. 
Um, been great to chat to you about all things dance in winning the club of the year and congratulations once again for winning Thank that. you. And obviously the people who've been listening to the last two podcasts, our closing segment is the quiz and we've got Josh Aston coming on today to ask us questions about Gloucestershire, Cheltenham and I think he's got a question about dance as well. Oh, that'll be embarrassing if we get it wrong. I hope maybe you won't answer that. I'll skip to you. <laughs> So it's time for the best segment of the podcast, the quiz. Today we've got our outgoing VC, Josh Aston here to ask the questions. And I think he's got some good questions for us. So Josh, do you want to start us off? Hi, yeah, yeah, okay. So Sam, what is the capital of Gloucestershire? Uh, Gloucester? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, hi, Charlie. What is the river that runs through Gloucester? Is it the Severn? It is. Oh, well done. Thank God. Alicia, what is the biggest hill in Gloucestershire? The only one I know is Birdlip Hill, but that's don't even think it's a hill, to be honest. That's wrong. It is Cleve Hill. I didn't know that. I'm not very good at geography. So, oh, sorry. Um, our guest isn't going to win last this week. Not not going <laughs> to. Replicate the success of George Berry from week, well, from last. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> at least you're letting dance down. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> so, back to back. I'll go back to Sam. Um, how many edges does a cube have? Sixteen. <laughs> nope, it's twelve. Right. So Heinze has to get this one right to win. Right then, Heinze. Um, uh, what type of animal is a pike? It's a fish, is it not? It is a yeah. fish, well done. <laughs> <laughs> My extensive knowledge of wildlife. So, <laughs> once again, Charlie Hines is taking the point in the quiz after winning in our episode two podcast. Um, so, scores are now Charlie two, guest one me none so thanks alicia for joining us today um thanks josh for the questions and charlie for being host with me once again Um, and we'll be me and charlie will be back next week with two more guests and another quiz master so thanks everyone for listening cheers Bye. Bye. bye